Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. The pregame meeting went a little wild. Oh, we just read the question we're going to address. We haven't <laughs> pre-talked it out, but we read the question. Yeah, this is live. And uh, I want to let you know this is a little bit more towards uh, the end of adult content or yeah. or teenager content. It's mature. So. It's mature subject matter. So now would be a good time to move away if that's yeah. not what you want to talk parent, about. parent, we're going to be talking about issues to do with pornography, et cetera. So if this mm-hmm. is an episode that maybe you don't want your kids listening to. Then... And, and, and as a commitment, we're not going to try to be shocking. We're going to no. really try to handle it, you know, in a, in a really appropriate way. Yeah. But the... But it is this mature. is a very real subject for millions of people all around the world yeah. of many ages and nationalities and et cetera. And, and the issue, the sexual issues of our time are some of the most paramount issues. Yeah, it's uh, true. Hurting people in general and even those uh, that are believers and in the church. So yeah. uh, we got this question. I'm going to leave this person anonymous. Can, can we do something just a little different? Let's just pray. Yeah. Before we answer this question. Well, can I read it? And then yeah, we'll yeah, pray? yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Um, and, and just like many other questions we get, really, there's a, a number of different types of questions that could be asked in reference to this. But yeah. somebody on the thematicpodcast.com asked, will you talk about porn and masturbation and how bad it is? And so there's a million questions we could ask about that. Yeah. So why don't you say a prayer? Jesus, we thank you for um, your commitment to us, your covenant to us. We certainly don't deserve it, and we need your grace right now. Lord, your word says any of us lack wisdom, we can ask, and we ask, and you'll give it graciously and abundantly. So, Lord, would you empower us with your wisdom? Might we answer rightly and in a way that pleases you? Would you prepare the hearts of everyone listening or anyone that has this issue? Would you give them grace upon grace upon grace, not that they may tolerate that addiction, but that they may be free from it. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, the idea of pornography, or not idea, the reality of pornography has never been more prevalent than it is right now. Mm -hmm. It is, um, through technology, has become so pervasive because of the ease mm-hmm. to gra- to to get to it, to see it, to view it, to participate in it. Um, it's pervasive. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's destroying people. Yeah. So it, and, what and do we want to, where do we want to start with this? Like, what's the foundation here? Yeah. Where, uh, well, the fa- foundation is that sexual immorality is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And there's all types of sexual immorality mm-hmm. and it's existed for a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. It's what it's wound up in our identity. Like it's, it's tangled up in our identity and sex in the context of a biblical marriage is one of the most amazing gift that God offers us. Yeah. And the byproduct is making other human beings that God loves and in, breathes his spirit into. It is a huge deal. Yeah. And so, um, I think also too, it's safe to say that not only does the person who suffers from a pornography addiction or participating in it, do they suffer? Our society suffers. The oh, people yeah. making the content suffer. Oh yeah, It is riddled with suffering. And the only way through it, both as a society and as a person is cold turkey, do not participate as much as you can. Now, meaning like, I'm not saying the solution to your addiction is cold turkey, but I mean like we don't, it is a place we do not go as our identity in Christ. So I just want to just come out from the offset that, um, not only do we believe that, um, 
watching pornography as a couple, as whatever, like that would be sinful in, in my mind. I believe the Bible's pretty clear on that. That's, yeah. that's, um, um, a non-negotiable in my world. Um, and not only is it sinful, the Bible clearly says that no sin so affects the body as sexual immorality. Yeah. We did an episode on yeah, this. Yeah, we did. I think season two. Yeah. Stealing gum from the store and having a porn addiction or participating in that is not the same thing. Yeah, or one is way adultery worse or yeah, no. fornication, anything like that. So it's uh, a big deal. It's, so I think I think I'd like to start on the foundation the same way that I did in that episode, which is just to affirm mm-hmm. that sex is sex is good. Amazing. It's from God. He designed it. If you have a view of God that is like, oh, God doesn't want good or pleasurable things for us, that's the exact opposite of the truth, mm-hmm. that God at his right hand is the fullness of joy, Psalm Come 16, on. I believe, that Bring he it. is the author of all good. Anything that's truly good, he gave it to us. He yeah. gave us sex to be enjoyed within the co- within a context that he created, and that context is marriage. Yeah. And that context is with one person. And so- Yep. And then Jesus emphasizes this idea in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, you've heard that it was said, don't commit adultery. That is to be sexually with anybody that's not your husband or wife. But I'm telling you. But I tell you, don't even look at somebody with lust. And so... That, that, which is the definition of pornography. Right. To, to look (laughs) Look at at someone with lust. (laughs) Because we also live in, yeah, we live in this time where it's like, well, look, but don't touch. But Jesus says, don't, don't do, don't look and don't don't think on and and meditate, res- meditate on yeah. in your heart because that is the same in 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 Jesus's mind as yeah. adultery yeah. and so and but but you always have to ask well why though why because God's heart is that love would be you know and yeah. that's not real love it's not real it's love fantasy and for it, you it corrupts real love when you get it. So we know this now scientifically through brain scans and all the studies doing around pornography is it's the, it's worse than like a crack cocaine addiction. It destroys the dopamine centers. It absolutely pollutes your ability to receive joy from a traditional relationship, which is got So, so it sort of like amps you up so much in the fantasy world that the reality can never fulfill you. How awful it would be like doing ecstasy all the time. And now you feel no pleasure. Yeah, now normal so, life. Normal life can never. Yeah, so it it's it's really for it is completely for your good that you would have fulfillment in the way God designed and and potentially accidentally corrupting that ability to receive fulfillment using pornography, which is what the world offers. Right, it's a big deal. I I know this question said, "Will you talk about how bad it is?" My guess is most people don't really need us to talk about how bad it is. Yeah, and we just did for a couple minutes. It is, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I want to emphasize how good God's plan is. Yeah, and acknowledge how bad it is. But I know that most people probably, if if you follow Jesus, you you know that it's wrong. You yeah. know, you know that this is not God's design. And and just to emphasize what Daniel said, it it is it is terrible for your mind. And but it does perpetuate heinous sin in yeah. this world, which is the exploitation of both men and women. But the sex slave yeah. slavery industry oh, awful. is yeah. it's just terrible. So in every way, it is wrong. So okay, every here ten minutes in, and every, I think the question was not just like talk, talk about what a big sin it is, but talk about that. Um, it's not a little thing to have in your life. It's nothing to toy with, right? Is that what? Oh you're yeah, yeah. To? Okay, yeah. yeah. 
I'd like to get to what are some positive steps yeah, forward, but let's, let's touch on that a little bit more because no, that is, that is a good point because I think, you know, the world is one thing and there's many in the world, of course, that think it's perfectly fine. In fact, it's a good thing. We would disagree with that as believers. Yeah. And so then in our world, in the family of faith, there are people that, that wrestle with may, Okay. Maybe there's a segment of people that are like, man, I want to follow Jesus, but I keep falling into this yeah. and they hate themselves for it or they know that it's wrong. There is another segment of people that's like, yeah, it's not that I, bad. It's not that bad. It's like, what, man, yeah, wait, you know, when I get married, let me just say this friend, yeah. if you think that when you get married, it's going to heal your porn addiction because you're going to finally have somebody to have sex with. That is absolutely a lie from hell. Come on. You, that, that will net that's not going to heal you of a porn addiction it's going to in fact you're going to your porn addiction is going to bring that's like saying uh, my addiction to food will be solved when i become a chef at a restaurant like no 100% no yeah, yeah. Man, uh, <laughs> let the let the holy spirit do the work in you now yeah. and 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 get healthy enough to be in that relationship that's it so and touch on that but yeah for those that are in the church they're believers they call themselves a believer and they're like yeah i mean it's whatever like what we're not, we're not going to be, we talked about this in an earlier episode. We're not, con, we're not the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He convicts, but pastoral advice, like mm-hmm. or what are you saying? Just brother, don't. don't. Yeah. It, you're playing with fire. You don't mess with it. It's similar to like how people think gossip is kind of a small deal. And yeah. yet it's one of the things God hates. It's like huge. It's a huge deal. Yeah. So we have accidentally in the church because it's a taboo subject we have not addressed it properly we d- we've done the thing accidentally or we maybe not accidentally is not a term but we've drifted into specialists can talk about it and there's programs and you're hidden away and we'll fix you over here and then the rest of the church we don't even talk about it and really the truth is there's all this stuff in the middle and um, that's one of the reasons why I think in a lot of ways the world or culture is winning the battle on sexual identity is because we don't talk about it. We don't know how to talk about it. We're shy about it. So I think that we need to talk about it in the right way. And the best way to talk about it is like what you're saying is like, let's just like champion God's plan and um, really talk about how fulfilling it is. And it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I I don't know how to get out of this addiction, not because I'm stuck in it, but because I've really genuinely just haven't, it's not my addiction. And so I, I don't have any expertise. I have, um, very good friends that have Mm -hmm. like received victory over it through several different programs that we could potentially talk about and link below for resources. Yeah. What I would say is having, it's like the Bible says about Jesus for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, like to, to win us, he went through the pain. One thing that might help is understanding that God's you know, designed for you, especially if you want to be sexually active, if you want to be romantic and those kinds of things, like God's, um, God's program or plan for that is marriage. And so for Mm -hmm. the joy of a marriage set before you endure going through getting out of this addiction for that joy Mm. to have a great marriage, that'll be the reward. And um, go through the challenging steps to get free. And, um, I would say that could be a great first step is like, no, no, I'm going to do it God's way. I know there's a great marriage in my future that he has. And in order to begin right now, preparing for that great promise, I'm going to get free of all these pollutants in my life that will destroy that inevitable joy. Yeah. So that could be a good start. Yeah. 
And uh, you said the church generally has kind of failed in a sense. I, I would say when I was growing up, probably when you were growing up in youth group and whatever the the conversation around around sex and stuff mm. I felt like was talked about quite a bit but it was it was more in like a this is bad this is bad and yeah. there's a lot of guilt it was a ton of shame and uh, guilt yeah, a ton of shame and guilt and that's why I want to emphasize it's good mm -hmm. you know it's from God I want to emphasize the good plan that he has for it um now granted that being said anytime we sin there is going to be a feeling of guilt and shame but I think there's nuance here mm -hmm. that, in my opinion, when you sin, any sin, doesn't have to be sexual, any sin, there's this moment where it produces something in you. You call it guilt, you call it shame, or you can call it godly sorrow. I That's actually, the way. I actually think that the outcome of what you do with it actually retroactively goes back and defines what it is. Yeah. I think that's if good. if some that feeling of I did something wrong leads you to repentance and closer to God, you look that's back and say that was sorrow. godly sorrow, because that's what the Bible says. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. Yeah. But what the devil wants to do is is tell you, you should do this. You should do this. This is gonna be amazing. You should be. And then as soon as you do something, he says you're, you're the terrible. Worst. You're, terrible. you're the worst. Mm -hmm. You're not worthy of God. You should feel so much shame. And it, and he's trying to get you to run from God. Yeah. And so, hide to cover yourself, to cover hide. Cover yourself, hide from God, yeah. And Fearful the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. That that punishing voice is not the voice of the Lord. Right. The voice of the Lord is, always wants you to come back come to Come to me. Yeah, come to me. Jesus, or God walks in the garden and says, hey, where are where you? Where are you? Like I want to connect know. with you. Yeah. He knows where you are, friend. He's inviting you to confess where you are. And so for those of you that are struggling with the guilt and the shame and that feeling of I told him I would never do it again and I did it again there is grace mm -hmm. and that grace invites your repentance and you you are not too far gone there's no condemnation but that's not an excuse to keep yeah. going so shall so, we continue in sin so that grace may abound heaven forbid right right so so pursue health Decide in your heart, yes, I agree. I agree. I come into an agreement with God. This is wrong, and I don't want it in my life. Um, so you've never struggled with it. For me, I I did. I'll I, confess transparently. I, I would just to correct it. I've seen it in my teenage years and things like that. It didn't capture me the way that it captured me and my yeah. friends. Okay. So to, yeah. to be clear, it's not like I'm this angel. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I for me, I, I definitely was involved with some of that in high school as well. Um, and, and I similar, sounds like similar to you. We haven't talked about this, but there are definitely sins that I have struggled with my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, that is like, maybe, you know, maybe it's that thorn. It's that thing that I need to keep dying to myself daily. For me, this was one that when, you know, after I gave my life to Jesus mm -hmm. and we talked about it, that this, my story in one of the earlier episodes and I got baptized and I started following Jesus, I never once ever looked at it again. Yeah. And so by God's grace, I was delivered, you know, as it were cold Turkey in a yeah. moment from this sin. Yeah. But I, I just we, point we, out that we've never spoken about this. I have a similar story. Oh, okay. 18 years and seven months, seven months before I got married. Like I have not seen it since then. So, so there's a hope for anyone who struggles with it or has seen it or been exposed to it that there is so God can really change your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like to just point out, hey, there's other things that I struggle with 
but it, it's just not that one. Yeah. So I don't maybe have the best advice, but I do know that there, that there, I know brothers that are real, genuine, faith-filled people, yeah. but they continue to have that temptation and that struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I just want, I guess to say, if that's you, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to some actual advice. What, yeah, do, and the only reason we even share those two things is because our advice is going to be limited to a little bit our experience or maybe perhaps the experience of other brothers that we know or sisters that we know that have gotten through it. So so I would say this, my first bit of advice that that has helped me conquer many of my struggles, save one or two that I that I continue, like minus food. I mean, that is like getting comfort from food and not having the fruit of the spirit of self-discipline, that is just like my war zone. Um, but in every other area, this one trick or tip has really helped me. And it's to just begin to confess that you are out of alignment with God's will. And the principle comes from um, Romans 5, where sin increases, grace hoopa abounds. And this is why I think you should work to increase the sin in your life. I know it's a weird way to say it. The more sin that you own, the more that you admit, this is sin in my life. Hmm. There is grace that will swallow that up. Grace can't swallow up self-righteousness. Grace can't swallow up you diminishing like, well, in this case, it's okay. Own it at a hundred percent level. Hmm. Admit that it's in out of alignment, and truly, in many ways, we are powerless to fix it. But we're not powerless to own it and hmm. admit it, and watch and see how just beginning to acknowledge that there is a sin that has a hold on you, and who do you have to acknowledge it to? You acknowledge it to yourself and find a few trusted friends that it will build you up in faith, because the Bible says, "Confess your sins one to another, and you will be." healed. Mm-hmm. There is something that happens when we own it. So there you go. Yeah. That's the first thing I would do right away. Okay. I agree uh, with confession. I agree that something's, something happens when you bring stuff to the light. Yeah. You know, sin that is in the dark has power. Sin that is in the light has less power mm-hmm. or no power. What lives in the dark dies in the light is the way yeah. that I've heard it. And That's I really good. like that. Yeah, and, and God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of yeah. all unrighteousness is what the word says. So I, I, I agree. Confess, find find some brothers or some sisters to confess to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think you got to go a step further. Anytime, and I've been a pastor a long time, anytime somebody comes forward to like an altar call and says, hey, pastor, will you pray for me? I'm struggling with this pornography again. Give me your phone. <laughs> yeah, I always say, absolutely, we're going to pray right now. Uh-huh. And just like every time we pray, we're what What are we doing when we pray? We're approaching the God of the universe mm-hmm. who can do what we can't do. And so I say, we're going to pray, and I'm going to believe that God is going to do what only God can do. What can only God do? Forgive, heal, cleanse, wipe away those old memories and yeah. those those old scars. Redeem, restore. Okay, so there's so much that only God can do. And when we pray, when there's confession, we pray for that. We believe that he's doing that. Now. What can you do? <laughs> God can do anything, but I always like to make the distinction there's many things he won't do. Mm, that's good. Right? He won't force our obedience. Nope. He, he can do anything, but he's chosen to not do some things because he's invited us into cooperation. So when we pray, we ask him to do what only he can do. And then I always say to the it's person really standing in front of me, hey, now, after we pray, if Jesus was standing right here and you looked him right in his eyes and you said, 
Now, now in, in response to what you've done for me, what do you want me to do, Jesus? And I just like to picture it that way because so often we just think about God out there, but like, to, at least for me. Closer than I, a friend. Yeah, yeah. When, when I just picture him right there and I say, what do you want from me? I hel- it helps me to come to these more concrete Good. answers and like say, yeah, I should probably do something about that. So, so if Jesus was right there in front of you, you just confessed, what do you want me to do? What do you think he would say? And that's what I say to people. And I want to invite you, if you're struggling with this, that's really good. what do you think Jesus would say to you? Because there's some ideas that we think that's too crazy, but if you actually think about it, it's not. Like, for example, if this is your issue, yeah. if, the, if this is the thing that's leading you into the sin and you think, well, I have to have a smartphone, I have to. Well, do you? Like you don't at the expense of your to, happiness. Yeah, like you can get a flip phone. They mm-hmm. still sell them. You could go without a phone, but like the point is, Jesus is not stopping you from throwing this against the wall. But you could do it. Like mm-hmm. if you actually, I you love know, it. I'm just desperate, Pastor. I'm desperate to be free from this. Well, how desperate are you? Yeah, come on. You want to you want to get rid of your computer and your iPad and your cell phone because you you could. Yeah. Now, not that that means that you're healed. But sometimes you have to take the thing that leads you into the sin away from your access to get you to the place where you're healed enough to then be around those things. Yeah. Right? And so I just would say that if there's anything in your life that's leading you to that place, consider getting rid of it. Plug your phone in in the kitchen or give somebody else access or turn it off at nine. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Get Covenant Covenant Eyes or Triple Triple X Church or Mm -hmm. there are steps that you can take and there is victory that's that's for you. God has any any time that God wants something from us, he has a path for us. Yeah. A little step to to keep to keep you honest if it's not like, you know, never delete your history. Always give your spouse access to your phone whenever they ask it like, you know, things like that. Don't don't um board up every window that's that uh, the enemy is getting in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that a lot. Um, we we need to link some tools. Um, we do. I want to yeah. I want to talk about one friend of mine. His name is Josh Broom. Mm-hmm. He was actually a porn star for like seven years. Wow. And he's a pastor now. Wow. And God radically changed this dude's life. Like completely changed it. He's married now with kids. He's a pastor. He's a preacher. Uh, you can find him on TikTok and Instagram, Josh Broom. I would love to do another episode in a future season. Let's do it. Josh, with you. And we'd love to interview you about this and um, hear how you came out of that. So uh, look him up for now. And uh, that's one resource. That's awesome. Covenant, like we referenced Covenant, Covenant Eyes, Eyes or yep. Triple X Church are both sites that help uh, put s- uh, software programs safeguards on your devices. On your safeguards. Devices, yeah. It emails people. And so it's like, that's yeah, really you've got like accountability partners accountability. that can see yeah. your search history and things yep. like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, for those of you suffering with this addiction and affliction, there's hope in Jesus. I can promise Amen. you that. Um, and um this episode, if it's stirring you up, click on the resources. Don't let the episode end without clicking. Don't do it later. Do it now. Um, there's this great um, passage of scripture where Jesus talks about if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, right? If your you know, eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. What he's kind of, I mean, he doesn't expect you to, you know, the idea is don't, don't cut off your hand. Don't pluck out your eye. Please don't do that. 
But the idea is do whatever it takes to get sin out of your life. And if it means you're going to have a flip phone and look silly, um, come up with a pat answer. It's like, oh, yeah, I hate smartphones. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. just ah, I like the vintage tech. Um, the goal is not to be shamed or condemned, mm-hmm. but to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get the help that you need to be free so that you can live the life that Jesus has called you to live free of addiction, free of every chain. That's we love right. you. We care about you. If you need help, um, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to point you at the right resources. If you have resources that we haven't mentioned or don't know about or aren't linked below, would you reach out to us at the thematicpodcast.com and let us know what resources are available that maybe we don't. So if you run a program like this, if you know, uh, and you've had a great success helping people get free from this, let us know because we could retroactively go back and add those links to this video. That's right. I just like to close with a prayer for you, for anybody that's struggling in this area. Lord, I thank you that your love and your grace abounds, that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And for anybody that's watching this, uh, I know that it was by your providence that they're hearing this, that that they would know there's not just shame and guilt for them, but there there's hope, that there's your love, that there's that there's health and restoration. And so we ask that you would fill them with your spirit, that your grace would abound in them, that you would lead them on the path of healing that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you.